welcome to Stories for Wonderful Children, the podcast where I share the recordings of the bedtime stories I've improvised for my children over the years. I'm Dan Wendelin, your host and storyteller. Today's story is from August of 2008. It tells the story of a king who is in need of a good meal and a wife, and has some very strange ideas about how to find them. I hope you enjoy this rather odd fairy tale. time ago, there was a woman named Leanne. Yeah. Leanne was a cheesemaker. Cheesemaker! She had learned to be a cheesemaker from her mother, who had learned it from her mother, as far back as anyone could remember in Leanne's family. The women of the family had always been cheesemakers. The men of the family had usually been dairy farmers who had raised cattle and goats, which had been very convenient because that provided a ready supply of milk to make cheese. Now, Leanne's family specialized in making a particular type of cheese that no one knew how to make except for her family. And it came to pass that one day the king came to Leanne's village, and the king stopped in the inn in the village in order to have his lunch, and the innkeeper served him a salad made from greens picked in the fields of the farmers of the village, and served him roast lamb that was made from butcher in the village, and he also served him some of Leanne's special family cheese. And after the king had finished his meal, he said, well, this was a very good meal, much finer, frankly, than I expected from such a small town in such a remote part of my kingdom. He said, I simply must know where did you get this cheese? I have never tasted its equal. And the innkeeper said, I got it from our cheesemaker. She is a young woman who lives with her mother and father. Her mother is a cheesemaker, and her father is our local dairy farmer. And so the king was curious. He was not in a great hurry. And so he sent his, his servant go and get the recipe for the cheese and the secret of making it so that he could have it made in his palace. And the servant went, and the servant was gone for a while, and then came back, and he said, I'm sorry, your majesty, but they refuse to give me the recipe for the cheese. They say it is their family recipe, and they can give it to no one but a member of their family. And the king said, Ah, these poor peasants know that I am the rich king, and they are hoping that I will pay them for their recipe. Very well. He called one of the pages, and he handed the pages. What's the... Oh, you mean a paper page. No, I don't, actually. And there's a... Pages were sort of errand runners 
but they weren't paid servants. They were usually like younger children of nobles, minor nobles in a kingdom, who were sent to the palace to serve. And then as they grew older, they were taught things that they needed to know in order to be good uh, nobles in the kingdom. So he called one of the pages to him, and he gave the page a purse full of jingly golden coins, and he said, go to the cheesemaker and buy the recipe. And so the page bowed and left, borrowing a horse and riding off at full speed. And the king waited a little less patiently this time. And soon the page was back, and he returned the purse full of its jingly golden coins to the king, and he said, I'm sorry, your majesty, but the cheesemakers refused to sell their family recipe. They say that it has always belonged in their, res their family, and that it is their most prized possession, and they will not sell it. Hmm, said the king. Clearly these cheesemakers do not realize with whom they are dealing. So he called one of his knights, and he said, Go to the cheesemakers, and tell them that they must give you the recipe for their cheese, that their king demands it, and that if they will not give the recipe for the cheese, you will draw your sword, and you will bring them back here to me. And the knight bowed, and he said, Yes, your majesty. And so he mounted his great war horse, galloping off. And the king waited further, very impatiently this time, and soon he heard the knight's horse coming back, and the knight pulled up, and he had on his horse, there was himself, and there was in front of him on the horse, Leanne. I dismounted and helped Leanne down from the horse. Leanne looked frightened. She walked in in front of the knight, and she made a deep, deep curtsy to the king, and she said, Your Majesty, now, the king looked at Leanne, and he felt two things. One was he felt a little ashamed of himself, because Leanne looked very frightened. And the king was really quite a good king, and did his best rule justly. He was just a little frustrated, and had lost his temper a bit. But he felt bad that he had had his knight scare this girl. And the second thing that the king felt that Leanne was very beautiful. And so the king said, I have had you brought here because I have sampled your cheese, and I believe it to be the best cheese in all the kingdom. And Leanne curtsied again, and she said, Your majesty is too kind. And the king said, No, no, I have traveled my kingdom from one side to the other, from the north to the south, from the east to the west, I have eaten in inns and restaurants in all parts of the kingdom, and I am quite sure that your cheese is the best. And Leanne just curtsied again and said nothing this time. And the king said, And so you will understand, I hope, that I am curious to know the secret of its manufacture, so that I might have it served in my royal kitchen. And Leanne curtsied deeply, and she said, I do understand, your majesty, but I hope you will understand when I tell you that this recipe was given to us long ago by 
an angel who told us that this cheese was only to be made by our family and that we were to never give away the recipe. And so we dare not disobey. And the king nodded. For he, just like they, took the idea of angels and obeying the messages that they brought very seriously. And the king said, I see. He said, I must say I find this very disappointing. And Leanne curtsied and she, again, and she said, if it pleases your majesty, if you send one of your servants to me, we will prepare a special shipment of cheese just for you every week that you may always have a stock of it in your palace kitchen. The king thought for a moment, and he said, well, that is acceptable, but I would amend our deal. What? He wanted to change the deal, but he said, I will send a servant to fetch the cheese once a week, and I will leave here with you a fine horse for your use, and you must bring the cheese personally to me weekly, that I know that my servant has brought the true cheese and not ridden just out of town and bought an imitation. Leanne gasped a little bit, and she said, I am sure that your majesty's servants would never do such a thing. And the king sort of grimaced, and he said, Well, you are more sure than I am. And Leanne curtsied, and she said, Yes, your majesty. And the king said, I will happily pay, of course, for the cheese and for your trouble. And Leanne curtsied and said, Yes, your majesty. And then the king ordered that the knight take her with the best horse that was not currently being ridden back to her home. He gave her three gold pieces and said that they could expect, she should expect the servant the first time in a week. And so Leanne went back home to her mother and her father, and they had to work twice as hard that week because they had to make all the normal cheese that they made. And then they had to make the extra cheese for the king. And then the first servant arrived, and Leanne mounted the horse after carefully packing the cheese into the saddlebags, and she rode for hours and hours, almost a full day along the roads to the great palace in the great capital city of the kingdom. Leanne had never been there, and she was astounded at how big everything was. The houses were big, the buildings were big, the palace at the center of the city was immense, and she went in to the palace. She left her horse in the stables, and she carried the saddlebags full of cheese. She expected to be directed to the kitchen, but she was not. The servant led her to the dining hall, and there the king was sitting at the table, and he said, Aha! Wonderful! You have brought the cheese, as he promised. And he said, do you have it there? And she said, yes, your majesty. And she felt a little embarrassed because he was sitting there in all his royal finery. And although she had worn her very best dress, her very best dress was still not very nice because she was not rich. He did not make a lot of money making cheese. But the king invited her to sit at the table and she brought out the cheese and cut it. And they both had a little... And the king said, Why, well, I do believe this is even better than the cheese that I had at the inn in your town. And Leanne said, Your majesty is too kind. And the king said, I have been thinking. I have a problem. And Leanne said, And what is that, your majesty? And he said, My problem is this. 
I am a king, and I am in need of a wife. And I have visited all of the princesses in the surrounding kingdoms. The princess in the kingdom to the north snores terribly, and I would never sleep another night if I married her. The princess in the kingdom to the east has a bad habit of farting a lot, and I really can't stand being around her. The princess in the kingdom to the south has this nervous little laugh, and I do believe that I would run screaming from the castle if I married her. What about the princess in the kingdom of the west? asked Leanne. The king shook his head sadly. He said there is no princess in the kingdom of the west, only a prince. Ah, said Leanne. And so, said the king, I find myself in need of a wife. And being the king, it has crossed my mind that perhaps if I married you, you could come and live at the palace and make all the cheese I ever wanted. And Leanne was so flabbergasted by this idea that she laughed out loud right in the king's face. She said, ha, ha, ha. She said, oh, I'm sorry, your majesty. It's just, it's just that silly. Good cheese is not a good reason to marry anyone. Well, the king said, well, I agree, but you have not yet farted. And do you snore? And Leanne shook her head no. She said, not as far as I know. And he said, and you don't have a nervous little laugh all the time. And I think you're very pretty. So why, why should we not get married? And Leanne said, well, your majesty, because we do not know one another at all. And the king said, is that a problem? And Leanne said, why, yes, your majesty, it is. If you are to marry someone, you should know them well first. You should be friends. You should know that you like each other. After all, you can have cheese for the rest of your life just by sending your servant and you do not need to marry me but if you marry me you and i will be closer than any two other people you should know that you like me and i should know that i like you and the king said hmm. he said you're almost as wise as you are good at making cheese and she curtsied and said thank you your majesty and he said well promise me this you will continue to bring cheese here, and if we decide that we like one another, will you consider my proposal again? And Leanne smiled, and she said, of course, your majesty. And he said, excellent. Will you stay for dinner? And she did. And they had a lovely dinner. And Leanne found that she did indeed like the king, and that he did like, indeed like her. And as the weeks and months passed, Every week, Leanne stayed and had dinner with the king. And over the months, they gradually came to be friends and came to fall in love. And so, many months later, when the king again proposed to Leanne, she agreed to make him the happiest and cheesiest king in all the world. Thanks for listening to Stories for Wonderful Children. I created today's story, but questions and witty commentary were supplied by my children. The music was created by Brandon Thompson. Your reviews and personal recommendations are the main way that new listeners find the show, so thank you for spreading the word. I'd love to hear your feedback, so feel free to get in touch via email or social media, which are listed in the show notes. Until next time... 
I'm Dan Wendelin, reminding you to tell someone you love a story. Thank you.